the Why Watch That Movie Talk. This is a movie talk, I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, I have to be careful because I don't do this normally. Uh Uh, But, you know, we have three movies left that we're going to talk about. And the very first one is something that, you know, it seems like we've never seen this character before in film. Pablo Escobar. I mean, it was just, we were waiting for this to happen. Oh. No. <laughs> no, but to be serious, this is Loving Pablo. It is available now. It is out already. So we'll see whether this is something you should check out or not. It is directed by Fernando Leon de Arranoa. Ooh. And it is written by him as well, based on a book by Virginia Vallejo. And it stars Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz, real life couple, plus Peter Sarsgaard and some other people. So tell us all about it, Ref. Well, this is basically about Pablo Pablo's last reign, portion of his reign. I know we do have a TV show called Narcos out right. that sort of charts through things. Um, but this is more or less beginning with a voiceover by Virginia. Uh, she is and was a real journalist uh, in Colombia, very well-known journalist, who ended up having a love affair mm. with Pablo. And we'll, uh, if the, things didn't end the greatest. <laughs> so we we basically go through uh, Pablo's, it, it, him entering into politics and that not quite going well. We've got him having this love affair with Virginia, of course, and then also growing his business from, you know, several million to a multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah. Expanding not only uh, across South America, but infiltrating all throughout the United States, which is where they make most of their money. Now, hot on his tail is a US uh, officer who basically is played by Peter Sarsgaard named Shepard, he is the one who ultimately needs to face off with Pablo. So that's kind of the gist of the plot. The reason why I'm not getting deep, deep into it, because guess what? Most of you see Narcos. <laughs> there was a movie called The Infiltrator that was out not too long ago with Brian Cranston. Like, the, we know the story. The review. Oh. Now... Penelope Cruz, let's just get this out of the way. This woman is Academy. She, I was like, Penelope, you're probably not going to get an Oscar for this. You don't really have to go this deep. But she showed up to work Mm. as this woman who is this well-known journalist loving the fine things of life. And then diving deep into this world, this drug world, this crime world with this man and ultimately her very life is at danger. You really see that arc from Penelope. She does an amazing job of giving us almost every emotion. There was one part in the movie where she didn't know she was gonna live or die. Mm. And I thought, Penelope Cruz, not Virginia. She doesn't know if she's gonna live or die. <laughs> so you're really getting, you're getting all of those notes from Penelope. So well done. Peter Sarsgaard as Shepard. Peter really always delivers. So his performance was very, uh, he had one objective. That's to take down Pablo at any cost and by any means. And I just enjoyed his, um, I enjoyed his performances. 
everybody around Pablo, his team, everybody was just cast uh, appropriately. You know, the wife who becomes the nagging wife, like everybody was appropriate. Then we're down to Javier. I love Javier. I think Javier is an amazing actor. I think he's basically one of those actors where you just go, you know, this is a man who delivers. Yeah. In this role, though, I, it, it was, I'll put it this way. Fernando, really the director, mm-hmm. is uh, he was using like these wide shots mm. to show intimate moments. So mm. you weren't really in the scene with these people as they're like dealing with life or death or all of the things that bring, you know, come with being a, a crime mob boss, basically. Yeah. And just quite frankly, Javier's performance got lost. The writing was everywhere. It was muddled here and there. Are we talking about loving Pablo? Is this about his relationship? Or is this about his relationship with with his money? Or is this about his relationship with politics? Or is this about his... I, I didn't know what I'm supposed to love. And by the end of it all, I will just have to say... Is this something you need to run out and see? I say just go to Netflix, watch Narcos, you know, and and get the just from there. If you are a, if you are a Pablo Escobar fan, then yeah, go ahead and watch this. Absolutely. Why not see another take, another, another aspect, another angle. But at the end of the day, I cannot say this is something you need to run to your television or the theater to watch. So that's it with that. Now, I hear that you also got a chance to see two more movies. Yeah. I am not familiar with these two movies. Hmm. So let's get started on that. You got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie, which is out, I believe, called Suspiria. And it's starting, excuse me, starring... Dakota Johnson, she's showing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton, she's showing up. She just shows up. She doesn't even ask. You've got models, you know, real life supermodels showing up. But this is directed by Luca. I don't even know how to say that last name. I'm gonna say Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Sorry, Luca, if we botched that. And it's based on a screenplay by David Kanachik. Uh, here's the thing. I hear it's a you remember the black swan? I hear it's like that, but on psychedelic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see whether I agree, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and the, you know, the release strategy, it will be available in New York and LA on Friday the 26th of October. Then it's going to be wide on November 2nd. And boy, oh boy, what's going to happen at that moment? Well, let's start with what's going on in this movie now, this is based on the 1977 film uh, that's a cult classic. And in this case, it's still the 1970s, mm. and it's in Berlin. And we're taken into the strange world of a renowned modern ballet company. This company has survived uh, the ravages of World War II due to the steel and grit of its artistic director and choreographer, Madame Blanc. And who plays her? You know who plays, yes. So you know she's a weird one. 
<laughs> That's it. Now, the company recently lost its star dancer, Patricia, but why? Well, the women in charge of the company say that Patricia was involved with the terrorist elements that provide the backdrop for the events of this film. Patricia, though, would say, no. <laughs> she told her psychotherapist, Dr. Clipperer, that the company is run by a coven of witches. Mm. What? Now, the good doctor, who, by the way, is still grieving the loss of his wife after the war, doesn't believe the whole witches thing, but he does believe that something's up after he finds out that Patricia has gone missing. And what she did is she actually left her diary, so he has it, and he uses that as a guide into the strange workings of the company, which disturbs him enough to make him attempt to stop them. Mm. But will he succeed in time to stop the company from inculcating Susie, Patricia's eventual replacement, into their ways? You see, Susie, played by Dakota Johnson has always wanted to leave her Mennonite upbringing in Ohio to go to Berlin to be be a dancer. Okay. And while she's untrained, she's the most natural dancer they've ever seen, all of that kind of stuff. So they go, well, maybe she's the answer to our prayers. Because they've been wrestling with a particular challenge when it comes to continuing on. Now, continuing in what way and for what purpose? So she's the savior, but the savior of what? Is this dance related? Or is it closer to what Patricia was saying? In the end, the answer, by the way, is just too weird for me to even describe. <laughs> and just how does all of this relate to the war and its aftermath? Hmm. So review time. Look, I haven't seen the original Suspiria, so I can't comment on how faithful this version is. But I can say this, this is a complete trip. And it's certainly not going to please most people. Mm. So proceed with caution, especially if you're not a film buff. And keep in mind that this ain't nowhere near call me by your name. (laughs) Instead, it's like this, ref. It's like having a nightmare. You wake up in a cold sweat and you go, what just happened? I don't even know. Okay. Mm. What does it even mean? I have no idea. They marry horror and witches and dance and war and terrorism. And just to me, it kept me at a distance. It's just too strange to be affecting. But the dancing, <laughs> Uh-oh. like Uh-oh. Suspiria means sigh. Just keep that in mind. It's a lot of breathing. <laughs> and this is the modern of modern dance, okay? So, <laughs> and they, Dakota Johnson had some training. You could tell it, they... <laughs> They were going for that, but okay. Now, let me give it to you this way. The music, when it comes in, it doesn't always match what you're seeing. So you're like, what is that? The camera is, at certain moments, is caught off guard. So it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And it does proceed with fits and starts. So imagine this. Imagine that you take Rosemary's Baby. Oh my gosh. And multiply it by five. What in the world? Well, here's, another, here's another example. Let's say you're on Willy Wonka's boat. Oh my, you, that, that, we're done. That's it. <laughs> you're riding into that tunnel, right? Or <laughs> yeah. even this, you know, in that same movie, old boy, the vendor who tells Charlie, up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen. Like all of that, that's kind of the feeling. Okay. Huh. Yeah. 
well, I will um, probably leave you to watch it. <laughs> Moving on, finally, we have Burning. Yeah. Which you were able to see. This is a movie that's been getting a lot of buzz. And quite frankly, the critics have a very strong opinion about it. And we'll see if you agree or disagree. Now, this is directed by Chang Dung Lee. And it's written by uh, Young Mi Oh, uh, as well as Chang Dung Lee. It's, but it's based on Haruku uh, Murakami's uh, short story called Barn Burning. And you may know who he is. He's done a lot of writing. Uh, the cast may or may not be familiar to some of you. Um, Steven Yun, uh, we, we've heard of him before, but then there are others that are starring in this. Question is, should we be running out to the theaters to see this? Because it's coming our way. Yeah, well, let's find out. Okay. So there's an ordinary champ. Uh, his name is Jong Su. He encounters a former neighbor of his whose name is Haney. And Haney recognizes him even though he doesn't recognize her. So while she's a free spirit who takes an interest in him, he seems either shy or uninterested, or maybe he just thinks that she's out of his league. Mm. Now, regardless, they get to know each other much better. Oh, okay. So much so that he agrees to take care of her cat while she's away on a trip to Kenya. Okay. However, he never actually sees the cat he's feeding. So does the cat even exist? Now, after all, he can't necessarily trust her because she likes to make things up. She even told him once, she was like, look, I learned pantomime. I learned how to do it, uh, essentially because it requires you to forget that what you're pantomiming isn't there. Okay. okay. Well, eventually, she returns from her trip, <laughs> but not alone. She arrives with a cool, wealthy dude named Ben who drives a Porsche and who's older than Jiangsu, uh, but not that much older. He's just old enough to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so Jiangsu says, you know, that Ben's like the great Gatsby. So jealousy, anybody, watch out. Hmm. Now, in contrast, Jiangsu, he's an aspiring writer who struggles to keep a job, right? And his father is in danger of being convicted of a violent crime and not for the first time. Oh my gosh. His mama has been out of the picture for years. So this is not 100 years. For, so this is not good stuff. <laughs> so Jong Su seems to be on the outs, but he continues to encounter Haney and Ben. And awkwardly so. So are Ben and Haney a couple now? Were Jung Su and Haney a couple before that? Well, who knows? Now, during one of the trio's get-togethers, Jung Su learns a secret about Ben. And this makes Jung Su wonder, can this guy be trusted? And in the end, the answer to that question will have devastating consequences for all three Devast of them. Mm. Now, director Chen Dong Lee expertly crafts a feeling of tension just beneath the surface for the majority of this film. And he understands camera work and how to use music, which is absolutely spot on. Mm. However, I have to say this. It's just too long. I mean, two and a half hours? Really? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. 
you could cut almost an hour out of this, especially much of the tangential storyline surrounding Jung Su's father, and have something that would be even more unsettling without wearing out its welcome. So this is the kind of film for film buffs who enjoy deliberate pacing. It's all about basking in the feeling of this film, not really about its story, but there is something here. The actors fit their characters really well, and Yun's low-key delivery and pleasant affect as Ben, it helps to keep whatever mystery this film has going longer than it otherwise would. Also, the unease of Jong Su as the third wheel does work, and it's relatable. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's some humor, which also works. You know, when Jong Su sees Haney with Ben for the first time, priceless. Mm -mm. Like, priceless. Also, you were talking about Haruki Murakami's, uh, you know, it's based on his short story. This fits his style, and that's good as a result. It also, think about this. If you haven't read Murakami's work, think about William Faulkner. Um, I was thinking about As I Lay Dying. Yes. It's like that, and that's so smart since Jong Su and Ben each mention his work. They say it. So it's a lot of good work going on here. So while this is not for the masses, with a few tweaks, it actually could have had a greater appeal, I think. And that's a shame because why wouldn't you try to have a greater appeal if you can still accomplish the same kind of result? Mm. So there you go. It's not quite everything it could have been, but I did enjoy it. And boy, these people went for it. Well, you can catch all of these movies coming at you soon in the big theater or possibly streaming. (laughs) (laughs) You decide to wait. But remember, we will keep you in the know when it comes to movies. You stay locked here at Why Watch That.